0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, mainly gentlemen, because this is the Don't Mention It podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Don't Mention It podcast. We hope that you are having a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day. Um, and we're excited, man. Uh, we've got another awesome plot podcast planned for you guys this, uh, this morning, this evening, whatever time you're listening to this. Dwayne. Yeah. You know, you know what time it is, man. Start us off.
1: I do know what time it is. Let's
0: go start us off.
1: Oh, yeah. Very nice. Very nice. But did you like the awkward silence I gave you?
0: Yes, it was very awkward.
1: So what I thought behind that was if that's how that's how you feel like whenever you don't know if people are listening to the podcast. Mm. am i right or am i wrong because sometimes we don't know if people are actually listening maybe they're just downloading um and if you want to do that um i'm not going to encourage it but hey thanks for downloading yes thank you for downloading you know um i'm also saying that i hope you guys do listen to it because we are pouring our heart and soul into this thing everything we everything we got is getting into this podcast you know um and uh, nobody likes an awkward silence. Am I right? Yeah, yeah.
0: That's that's completely true. And I think a lot of people, um, you know, it's it's whenever you do a podcast, it's so hard to know if people are listening um, because you don't get that like that feedback. It's not like you know standing on a stage and like you're you know speaking or something like that because then you're able to hear the person. Um, here we're just relying on your comments, your engagement on our social media, yeah, like, all that kind of good stuff. And awkward silence
1: is never good. And you know what I think about when I think of awkward silence, J. Flow. Me? Yes. No. Not yes. Oh, well, okay. yes. Technically, yes. I was gonna think about. I was gonna say that about your jokes. Um. And uh. And I was gonna say, you know, like before, like so. B- before we 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 start the podcast, we always like, hey, what are we doing for the intro? Yeah. And uh. And and this time, um. You. You were like, well, I don't know. And I was like, no, dude, I, it's, it's got to be funny. I got this, man. I got this. I'm I'm the funny guy on this thing. I, I'll do it. And you're like, no, I think I got a joke. So go ahead, J-Flo. What, what is your okay. joke? piece? I'm telling so, you right now, j Flow. It's, it's not if, that funny. Now you're you setting fail, it up. If you yes. fail at this joke, <laughs> this is just like... I'm, See, I'm, now I don't know if you're you'll ever be allowed to do another joke
0: on the podcast again okay so now you're setting it up to be too like too I'm so pumped dude I'm okay, super so excited let me let me tell this you this is gonna what, be hilarious this, oh my gosh this is not gonna be hilarious hey, now hey, okay everybody you, hold your breath <laughs> okay so the whole point of this was that um my wife always laughs at me because my wife says I'm not very funny right and so um and Dwayne says the same thing that I'm not like a funny guy I don't hey, like but I don't have my a bunch wife of jokes. thinks you're funny. Yeah, and that's weird because I'm just like I don't I don't think I'm a very funny person. But she laughs at everything. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> so I think for her she just thinks everything's funny. So um but so I say jokes like on my sermons, right? So I'm like I'll like say things and sometimes especially now with the whole corona cuz everyone's wearing the the masks like we're, we're we started back up to we're having services um and people are like wearing the masks so you can't tell if they're laughing or not. I thought
1: about wearing my mask right now.
0: Um well, yeah, then it would have been kind of awkward, but uh, because when I tell this joke, I'm not going to be able to know if you're if you're laughing or not. Um, but so I like sometimes I say jokes and they don't hit, you know, they're just kind of like, oh, if you're like, that's funny. So this this week, um, I was super proud of myself because I said this joke where I was talking about shadows and I was saying like, you know, uh, things in the old Testament were shadows of the things to come in the new Testament. I said, like, for example, right now, and there was a shadow that was getting casted uh, of me on the, on this, uh, stage. And I said, the shadow, you know, it's, it's just basically an outline of, of me, you know, it's, it's, uh, like a representation, but it doesn't really, uh, it doesn't have all the detail of me. Right. So I'm, you know, five, I don't know, eight, and that shadow is like 10 feet tall. So it's not an accurate representation. And then I said, also, the shadow is just the outline. It's just a, you know, a, a big uh, figure of me. Uh, it doesn't show all the details of my ruggedly handsome, you know, appearance. And then everyone just kind of laughed. And there you know, you could see a couple of claps and stuff. And, oh, dude, I was excited. So that was my joke. Uh,
1: and, 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 and it is funny. It, it, but you see, j it's one of those things, j is that if we're not there, then it's not funny. You know it's what I'm saying? It, it's one of those like you. you That's
0: why. That's why I was saying you're setting it up and right now, yeah, and I'm just like, yeah, it's, I, it's not it's not going to be. Well, but. And also it's because they couldn't see your shadow. That's true. Well, today uh, we want to talk about, we want to pick up on uh, a topic that we left off on Father's Day. So this was several weeks ago. We started talking about fear and uh, we really kind of ran out of time on that whole topic, uh, but we wanted to continue down that path and talk a little bit more about fear Um, and maybe even try to spend a little bit more time on solutions, uh, for how we deal with fear. Uh, And I think, uh, we kind of laid out really some of our biggest fears, um, for those who don't remember like that, you know, who, or don't follow us on social media, uh, the day after, I think it was the day after, right. Um, or two days after father's day, you actually put out a a letter, uh, that you had written to your dad. Uh, that was one of the DMI challenges for that week. And you put out that (laughs) letter. Uh, and just, I mean, really laid out a lot of of emotion. Um, so it's a beautiful letter, man. Um, I know there were a lot of people that cried. Uh, I was gonna cry, but I'm, I, you know, a man, so I didn't. Are um, you trying to say you're too scared to cry? Oh, we hey, we're gonna get into it. We're gonna get into the we vulnerability. Are. We are gonna get into that. So, um, but uh, we talked about fear that week, and we're gonna continue the conversation a little bit uh, this week and and start talking about fear. Um, and there's there's so many things that we deal with as as guys. There's so many things that we uh, you know, get confronted with. and we talked about some of the the fears of like it, you know, related to fatherhood. But I think there's some other really kind of deep fears that sometimes begin to take a hold of us um when we we start uh, really kind of reflecting on what are those fears that that stop us or or paralyze us. And um, one of those fears is the fear of incompetence, the fear of incompetence. And I think that there's a lot of guys that deal with that particular fear uh, because for different reasons in life, we feel as if we don't have what it takes to to accomplish or to do something. I don't know, Duane, have you ever felt like um, a fear around incompetence or feeling as if like maybe uh you're not uh you know you don't have everything that it takes to to accomplish a certain goal
1: No yeah man I mean even with this podcast I mean I think I think there's there's topics that that get brought up that I mean and we've only done four but um this are are not four now uh, you can cut that out um, I think even with this podcast that you know there there're things that that get brought up that I'm still like uh I mean am I really the most competent man that that can talk about this you know because in in general um i don't know i think i think i'm not the most the most educated man in the world you know obviously um and uh and and you know i would even say it brings me down at times and and especially like you know, i, I, I as mean, a lot of people might not know this i was a i was a high school dropout um and uh i i quit school um my long story short principal called me in the office said there were some kids that were made for school and some that weren't and uh shout outs to that guy but um i uh you know it it, it definitely now i look back and i'm like man you were you're an, Idiot for quitting school. Like that was like that was the dumbest decision you've ever made. And um and still you know I I but because it, it carries all, it carries that weight of being a, a dropout. You know um yeah. I couldn't you know I mean how many people you know you know finish high school and 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 I couldn't do it. You know and and then they, I know there are a lot of people that are out there that that um that that dropped out of high school or you know and and still and still made it. I think Chris Rock. Chris Rock, um, quit, you know, quit high school. I did go out and I got my GD, things like that. But even like, and my point is, is that even to this day, I, I look back and I'm like, if, even if I wanted to, and I've tried to go to college, I've tried to, um, do different things like that. And, and in the back of my mind, it's always, I can't do this. I'm not, I'm not smart enough to do this. I can't, I can't, I don't want to do this. I'm not smart enough. And because of what he said and, and it's, you know, it, it's, 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 it stinks. It just stinks in general, because I think, <laughs> I think that, you know, I'm like I said, I'm not, I'm not the, the smartest man. And even when we're talking about Bible or talking about things that I do know a lot about, it's hard for me to, to, uh, to be fully confident in it. And, and, mm. and that's one of the biggest reasons. And, and I know like this is like one of the big, like biggest things inside of me is I'm a huge, I'm a huge stutterer. And I don't know if y'all have noticed yet. Um, but uh, yes, I stutter, and um, I know. I, I know. Whenever you edit the podcast, you're always like, I don't even notice. But I know others are noticing, and I know I'm noticing. You know, and I know mm-hmm. deep inside that it's just it just makes me feel like I'm not I'm not good enough to to speak, I'm not good mm-hmm. enough to do those things, and um, I feel very incompetent with that. I feel incompetent with um, with you know, it's, 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 it, it, this is all tough because this is all vulnerable stuff. You know, yeah, like it's, yeah, yeah. it's, uh, I don't, I, I don't have a problem with being, <laughs> with being vulnerable with information. Uh, but it's just, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's tough bringing this stuff up, you know, and, and, uh, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, th- I, th- I think that as, as right now, that, that those are the things I, I can think of right now. Yeah.
0: And, and I think that that's, um, a lot of people, feel that way about whatever they're doing, you know? And I think um, you know, any time that you're you're working on a project and maybe you don't feel as if you've got everything that you need to do the project. Um, and that's been like in all honesty, that's been like the story of my life, man. Like every pretty much every job that I've had, I I didn't get it because I had some sort of like degree in that thing or because I was like a hundred percent competent in that. Um I've just been, man, like the Lord is has blessed me in in being able to have some jobs that I don't know how in the world I got them. Um, you know, I worked in radio for many years, and I didn't have a degree in like radio, television, film, any of that kind of stuff. Like I was, I was fresh out of high school. I had uh, some internships under my belt um, with uh, radio and, and and TV and and stuff. But um, you know, I felt uncom- incompetent at that that stage. And then later on in life, when I was in accounting, I had a business degree, but dude, I I mean, in all honesty, if we're, if we're, being real, like I didn't do the greatest in my accounting class, you know, and, um, I barely passed. I was just happened to be really good at computers and learning how to work spreadsheets and stuff, but I felt incompetent because, um, a lot of times I'd have accountants, I've had auditors come in and, um, <coughs> like actual accountants had asked me all these different things and I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Um, and then, uh you know, then as a pastor, like, you know, I have, I have some hours of Bible and theology, but my degree's in business. And so um, I have, I guess what would be considered like a minor in, in theology. But even then you start to feel incompetent when, you know, you're around all these pastors who have seminary degrees, they have a master's degrees, they have uh PhDs. And and so sometimes you begin to feel like, man, I don't know as much as they do, or, or maybe I'm not as good of a leader as, uh, as some of these people are. And, 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 you know, I think part of it, though, that really plays with our head is that we begin to compare ourselves with people, and that's what I, I find myself doing is I compare myself with other leaders, and I look at guys, you know, we see on TV or that I know other pastors or other leaders that have been in ministry for for maybe uh, decades or or guys who are my same age, but they went to school and they got out of school at an early age in their in their early 20s and then they started in ministry. And so they've been in ministry full-time since they were 20 years old and I'm 30 and now they've been in ministry for 10 years and I'm barely in my first year you know, of, of pastoring. And I'm like, man, how come I'm not as great of a leader as they are? And I begin to compare myself with them and feel incompetent. Um, but I think one of the the, the things that we can do uh, with the incompetence or the feelings of incompetence is uh, is first, don't compare yourself to anybody else um, because you are who you are and you're who, you are uniquely who God created you to be. So, you know, if I compare myself to Dwayne, uh, then I'm going to feel incompetent because Dwayne's got certain gifts and talents. But that you're going to feel
1: real smart. <laughs> but I'm going to feel real smart. <laughs> um, you see, J-Flo, Jay, Jay, that was a
0: joke. That was it that see, was a that, joke, that, that was a joke. Um <laughs> but the 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 reality though is that you're going to be better at certain things than I am. You're going to be better at jokes than me. And if I start to 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 compare my jokes with your jokes, then I'm going to feel incompetent. But I've got to realize that man, I've got certain gifts and talents that that I've got that I've got to hold on to. And so that kind of leads to the to the other point where when we're we're dealing with incompetence incompetence is to like focus on your strengths, you know. And I think, like for for you, Dwayne, like one of your biggest strengths is the energy that you have, the charisma that you have, the way that you're able to engage with people. I thought you were gonna say and my calves. I mean, your calves I'm just, too. I'm just
1: kidding. I'm just kidding. That was another joke. But
0: but no. <laughs> but I mean, if we're really if we're gonna compare them to someone like my calves, then you'd fall short. You know. I uh, see. That wasn't dude. funny. Bro. <laughs> bro my calves yeah they, they got it yeah they got i've it. been working them out dude i don't think I've you been, work them out i think your dog works them out oh that's true that is yeah. true i've got a husky so he likes to pull man you know i, I have him pull and i just kind of hold and yeah. do some calf raises so oh man that's, um, that's impressive anyways my jokes are bombing right now let's move on yeah. to uh <laughs> um, so but the reality is that if you were to focus on things like um, for you, you're you're to say, oh well, I don't have X amount of education, then you're gonna, you know, continue focusing on that. And yeah, you want to work on it. You want to go to school, do all those kind of things. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is you can become to you can begin to feel incompetent if you start focusing on those things rather than focusing on your strength, which is what God has blessed you with, man. Just naturally being that kind of leader with that kind of charisma uh, that you have, and so whenever you you begin to. Um, to find those talents, uh, and then you begin to pour into them, then you're going to be able to, to help other people and begin to really, uh, um, do some, some, some really great work. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. Yeah. And and, and it's, it stinks because I mean,
1: I, I have, you know, I have dreams, I have things that I want to do. And we've talked about, you know, our dreams together at times. And we've talked about tons of things that, uh, you know, that, that, that we, uh, That we want to do, just in general, Um, and and it's tough because of the because of, and I feel like it all it all goes back to back to how I I go back to the same thing all the time. It's like, well, how like you like how can you do that? You're not you're not Mm. smart enough. You're not you know those things, but
0: yeah. Oh, uh oh,
1: what happened? My books fell, dude. I said, I mean, how long? I mean, you don't even understand how long I've been trying to set this up. And then they fall. You know why they fail? You're going to tell what? you why they fell? My why books fell because my wife came in here and said I had too many books up here so she took <laughs> books off and I had it set up perfect. I blame you wife. I blame you. And I am yelling right now because I am passionate about this. <laughs> I had enough books on my dang table.
0: See how so,
1: I, I told I to, oh, God,
0: it's okay. Go ahead. I was Go ahead. I gotta I was, fix these books. I was on the phone when his wife was talking about the books. Um, and saying that there were not enough books. So I was a witness to this whole debate of whether or not Dwayne should have more books or less books on his desk. And so it seems as if Dwayne may have been right in his uh, assessment of... Having more books on his desk. You know what? So. Let's forget the fear thing. Let's forget talking about fear today. Let's talk about how <laughs> we're right and our wives are wrong. Okay. Let's just do that real quick. I don't, I don't know how that podcast will go. I think my, my wife might come barging in here in a yeah. minute. And, no, yeah, uh, I got I gotta got keep
1: it down. You notice how I didn't say that too loud because she might have came in here. So yeah. 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 Sorry, wife. <laughs> Sorry. Just kidding. The, the books are fine. Thank you.
0: Um, so fear. Uh, We're, we're, we're fearful of our wives as well um, at times. Uh, That's another fear. Uh, But another fear kind of along the lines of, of being incompetent is also being irrelevant is we, we sometimes fear, um, you know, our relevancy. And I think that that's, man, that's a deep seated fear that a lot of guys have. It's like, what happens after I die? You know, um, what's the legacy that I'm going to, to, to leave? is it going to mean anything or am I just going to be some sort of, you know, uh, kind of afterthought people are just going to kind of forget about me. Um, and you know, I think, man, this is, you know, I'm just kind of thinking out loud here. I think a a great example of someone who left a legacy is your dad, right? So, you know, that's one man that um even as you kind of put out all of that that letter there were so many people that commented on it and were like man we remember your dad and he was an amazing man and all these different things and that's like someone who we look at and say man this guy wasn't you know is is not going to be irrelevant the the impact that he made but i think for a lot of men we <coughs> feel as if like what can i do to be that kind of person um because we don't want to be irrelevant you know we don't want to have that um that that fear of like all right what happens after i die am i gonna have a legacy or you think that that guys don't really think about that no it's not that guys don't think about it but i think i think that can also bring you down
1: just in general Mm. of you saying of saying like if you're focused on trying to leave a legacy those are the ones that that don't ever leave a legacy Hmm. If you think so? Does that make sense? Like, like because listen, okay, because okay. let's say this, okay, let's say your dad's a great man mm-hmm. and you at, 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 the same point are trying to like the things that he does in general, you're, you, you try to, um, you try to, you know, I guess emulate, is that
0: the right word? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's the right word. So, uh, see big Look word that, for, bit. for a non-smart guy. Um, but, uh, you got him. Anyways, because uh, you read all those books, dude. It's okay. I've read all the titles, like I said earlier. <laughs> I've read the titles, not the books. Um, but, but you know, you you try to emulate the things that that, that he does, right? And mm-hmm. and so, how far does his legacy go? If mm. you really think about it, are you leaving an? Are, is every person leaving enough, big enough impact to where that legacy grows? Okay, for instance. So, have you seen the movie Troy?
0: Yeah, I've seen it. Okay,
1: so the movie Troy uh, it definitely it definitely I feel like there's a line in that movie that that says uh, there's a little boy he runs into runs into Achilles' room. It's Brad Pitt. He's Achilles laying there with two women and uh, and, and he's you know he, he's he's just living life, right? He, he um the little boy runs in and says Achilles, 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 and and he's trying to be quiet because you know he don't want to die. So because Achilles is like greatest warrior of all time. And so uh, Achilles looks up and, and, and little boy goes like, like they're waiting for you. They're waiting for you at the battlefield. Like you, you need to go. And he's like, okay. Um, so, so he's getting up. He takes his time. Like he ain't even worried about it. Like he's just doing his thing, you know? And, and uh, he goes out and uh, he's getting on his horse. And the little boy looks at him. He goes, he goes, Achilles, like, aren't you just a little bit afraid? So Achilles looks him in the eyes and says, this is why nobody will ever will ever remember your name. Mm. Okay, he's not thinking about it. He's not saying, what am I going to do to leave a legacy? He's just saying, I'm not afraid. I don't fear. I have no fear. And that is why. Nobody, You'll, I mean, that, 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 that is legacy. why every, that's why he's going to leave a legacy. That's why. And so, so my point in that is, is what did he do after that? He gets shot in the Achilles mm-hmm. and that was it. And yeah. so did he leave a, did he leave an impact? Well, not, not now. I mean, today, 2020, mm. he didn't, we, all we know is that he was the greatest warrior of all time. Yeah. And a bow and arrow took, took him out. Yeah. But I guess, I guess my point behind this is, is if leaving a legacy is on your mind, then you're more worried about yourself than you are the purpose or the mission that you're actually trying to accomplish. Mm.
0: I, yeah. I guess that's a good, a good perspective to have. Um, I think that, but I, I, I what I would argue against that would be that there is a lot of people that are leaving a legacy or are doing certain things right now intentionally to leave a legacy that I think are going to actually leave a legacy. and I'll give you an example of that. Um, all of the stuff that Bill Gates is doing right now, right, with all of the research, uh, all the things that he's doing in Africa with uh, with the water he's is developing new technologies to to produce. Uh, you know, clean water, um, uh, potable water for all of these different places. He is very intentionally saying, I am doing this because I want my legacy not to be Microsoft, what I did with the computers, but that I actually changed the world, that I created vaccines, that I created all these different things. Mm. And he's been very intentional in saying that and in doing that. Um, And I think that he's actually going to like, you know, maybe 100 years from now, his name is going to be written in the textbooks, not only for um, having created Microsoft, but also for all the stuff that he did humanitarian, you know, the humanitarian efforts that he did. But he's been very intentional to do that. But I think what you're saying is is true in the sense that I'm sure he doesn't wake up every morning and say, "Oh, I'm going to leave a legacy." But there was a shift in his. I'm in sure his, he does. You think so? I'm just kidding. That's a joke. Oh.
1: Because of everything um, I mean, okay, this goes into like conspiracy theories and all that stuff and all the things yeah. that he's doing, coronavirus, it's his fault, you know, all that stuff.
0: Um, yes. Go ahead. But what I'm, what I'm saying about the, the legacy part, and I mean, you know, regardless of, the, of what everyone thinks about, you know, the, the conspiracy theory things, there was a conscious shift in his own life to say, all right, I'm going to go from this to doing this. You know what I mean? Now- I think that in the middle of doing all that work, there's not like a, okay, every moment I'm thinking about leaving a legacy. What do I need to do to leave a legacy? Now he's focused on the work. Let me do this work. It's the same thing with anybody that, that shifts from, you know, one certain thing to a, to, to, but to leaving a legacy. Yeah, I know, but it's, it's the purpose you're doing it.
1: Like, like, does that make sense? Like it's, it's when he first started, he mm-hmm. he he didn't say okay, and maybe he did. Who knows? But it's not what legacy am I gonna leave? It's okay. Hey man, I have this great idea. I think we should run with it. This is my dream. I think we could do this, and it's going. You and you're going, and all of a sudden you get big. You get this, this this idea, and and whenever you get to be big time, famous, all that stuff, your ego is huge prideful, Mm -hmm. like you, you become that way. And now at the same time, there are ways to not get that way. Uh, But Mm -hmm. my point is, is that, is that, you know, is that the, and he's thinking, man, do I really, and I just want to, once again, this is just, (laughs) this is just um, thought process. But I think, you know, maybe he, maybe he was sitting there and he was like, wait a minute. I have done a lot of great things, man, this Microsoft thing, blah, blah, whatever. Yeah, Yeah, this is all great. And then it's okay. You know what? I don't want to be known for that. Yeah. I want to be known for something better than that.
0: Does that make sense? I, like, so, but, yeah, but I, I just don't think and that. I think, so what I would say to that is I think that the biggest way to leave a legacy is to look for like your strengths and, and, and okay, it's not like, all right, I'm going to leave a legacy. What am I going to, you know, how am I going to leave this legacy? But rather look at what are your strengths? and then figure out how do you use those strengths to help other people? Because I think that's what actually leaves the lasting impact. Because I think legacy, and this is the thing, is legacy shouldn't be, now we're going on legacy, we're not even talking about fear anymore, but uh, I don't think legacy should be something that's about you. That's the whole point about legacy, right? Legacy is about other people. Because when you're helping somebody, what happens? They feel loved. And when they feel loved, they remember. And so I think that that's where, the, the whole kind of intent of wanting to not be irrelevant is to say, okay, if you don't want to be irrelevant, you don't want to be someone that people just forget about. Um, first of all, don't focus about people remembering you. Actually focus on helping other people and making them feel loved. When you help other people and make them feel loved, automatically what's going to happen is they're, they're going to remember you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think about that. Who are the people that you remember in your life? it's the people that have changed the way that they that you make them or that they they made you feel. and that's one of the things that i've been i've been talking to a lot of people about especially during this kind of climate that we're in politically with with all the stuff that's going on around the world one of the things that i've been stressing to a lot of people who are like you know facts and facts and people just aren't listening to the facts or just not seeing all the you know it's like people don't care about the facts they don't care about that. They want to know, how are you making them feel? What is the story that you're telling them? And if you're telling them a story that's compelling and that's going to drive them, then, and that's the problem with so many people in the world, it's like, the reason your point is not getting across is because you're not telling a compelling story. You've got to figure out how to stop hitting people across the head with facts and figure out how to tell good stories. And and that's just the reality of the situation. I mean, does it stink if you're a facts-based person? Yeah, I guess it does kind of stink for you because- you know, you're trying to tell people something, and it might be the truth, but you're not getting your your, your point across. So that's a whole. We're going down a, a rabbit hole about that. You yeah, know, dude, but, you lost
1: me. I'm not gonna lie, you um, lost me.
0: But the what I'm what I'm saying is when if you have a fear of being irrelevant, if that's something that you're struggling with, then one of the easiest ways to deal with that and not be relevant is just by by helping people, love people, man, care for people, and then what's going to happen is automatically you're there's going to be somebody. That is going to remember that, that way that you made them feel, you know? And
1: I think it all, and I, how I know I refer to this and I say this all the time, but it goes back to remembering who you are. If you were yourself, if you were showing, you know, people love and being, being who you are, Mm -hmm. then that's what people want. Like they, they, they don't want me to act like you. Like you're mm-hmm. you, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and so like they don't want me to be my dad. Yeah. You know, um, so I don't know. I, th- I, I just think that, that that has a huge part in it is, is, is us remembering who we are to be able to get to where we're going.
0: Yeah. So the fear of being irrelevant. And then um, the last thing that we'll talk about kind of fear and then uh, we'll spend some time on this before we wrap up for today is the fear of looking foolish. Um, I think that's another fear that a lot of guys deal with is is looking foolish in front of other people. And man, you know what? That fear, it it has a lot of of weight and it has a lot of implications for people's lives. Because if you're constantly uh, afraid and paralyzed by the fear of looking foolish, what's going to end up happening is you're never going to take risks. You're never going to, to do things that are really going to change the world, that are really going to change the situation that you're in or the people that you're around. And you've got to break out of that fear of looking foolish Um, because guess what? You're going to fail, man. Um, I think both of us have experienced that, you know, we've, we've failed. And, and if you're afraid of failure uh, and afraid of looking foolish, uh, you're not going to, you're not really going to chase after the dreams that, that God has put in your heart, you know?
1: No. Yeah. And I mean, has there ever been a time where, where you felt that way, where you felt that you were. Foolish, yeah.
0: Um, Why did I say it like
1: that? That was kind of weird. Foolish. I said foolish. Foolish. Fool- foolish. Have you ever felt foolish before? Uh, now, have you ever felt like you are being foolish?
0: Yeah. Um. I've man. There's been a lot of times where I felt like that. Uh. One of the, the big times that uh, I was afraid of failure and afraid of being uh of looking foolish was when I started my business, man, like, so I was, I had a, a pretty good job in a, uh, you know, as a, 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 controller, a comptroller and, uh, and I was doing well, but I didn't like it. I, I just, I was not happy there. It wasn't, you know, what I wanted to do. Um, and so one day I just, I put in my month's notice. I said, look, at the end of the month, I'm done. And, um, and I'm going to, I'm going to start my own business. And so, that didn't go over well with my wife because I hadn't consulted her. So that was something that was foolish. You know, if you're if you're thinking about doing that, uh, talk to your wife first. Okay. Um, but there was definitely a lot of fear um, around that. And for about a year, when I first started that business, man, I was I was afraid that I was going to fail and that everyone was going to see me fail mm. and I was going to look dumb in front of people because here I was taking a risk to do something that I thought, you know, I think I can do this, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Um, And, and I took that risk uh, and it worked out. It did. But there were definitely some moments, man, that I look like a failure in front of my wife when, you know, we're scrambling to figure out how to make ends meet and I didn't have the money, you know? And and it's like, how, how are we going to pay the bills? And, and that creates tension, you know, because, Hey, you never told me that you were going to quit your job. I didn't have a say in this. You know, that's that's my wife's perspective. And now you're putting us in a tough position where we got to figure out how we're going to pay the rent, how we're going to pay the car note, and how we're going to pay for our groceries, and how we're going to pay the cell phone bill, and the water bill, and the electrical bill, and all these different things. And it's like, if we don't come up with that money, you put us in this spot, Josue. And that's man, that's pressure to feel like a failure, to feel foolish. Um, and And so- that was one of my biggest fears. Now, what that also does is it pushes you to, to, uh, to really like work hard, man, and to hustle and to try to figure out, I've, I've got to do this cause I've got, you know, my wife that I need to provide for. Um, but it's definitely a big fear of looking foolish. Um, so that's, that's one of the big things. Uh, and then whenever I, I began to, to pastor, man, um, I felt as if there were going to be, because now my business was starting to be successful. And then I was afraid that moving from that to, to now start pastoring and leaving my business behind, people were going to look at that and say, oh, look at this guy. He failed. You see, he wasn't able to stick out with the business. Um, and so, you know, and I didn't want to look foolish in that, in that arena either. So I think those are two, you know, big things that, that have uh, kind of really caused me to, to have some, some fear. But the thing is, you can't allow that fear to grip you. And to to paralyze you, because when you do, then you don't take the risks. And if I hadn't taken those risks, um, those each one of both of those risks, even though they had micro failures, uh, at a large scale, were really really successful. And um, I'm I think both my wife and I would look at it and say, "Wow, like that was that was the right decision," you know. No. So, yeah. That's um, good. But you know, I think what happens. Do you hear that? Yes, I heard it. <laughs> okay, is it somebody at your doorbell or what? Yeah, it's it's Amazon. Wow. Um, dude, it's okay, dude. Okay, all right.
1: Well, we'll cut that. Nah, part dude, out leave right it there. in, dude. Leave it. in. We can't cut everything, <laughs> ev- all of your mistakes out, J I mean, I, I, am I asking you to take out my book, my my book falling mistake, man? Come on, man. Keep keep it
0: going. Keep it going. Um, keep it going. Okay, so, and I think another part that really bothers us with the whole uh, foolishness and failure part is what people are gonna say is critics. And I think that that's like a lot of times we put a lot of value in what the critics say, and that can begin to paralyze us. Um, You know, from a a pastoral preaching perspective, sometimes like I can get so wrapped up in what are people going to say about this? What are people going to say about that? People that may be different theologically than I do, are they going to criticize this particular point? And you begin to go through it and it can almost paralyze you when you're studying or when you're, you're doing things. And it's like, at some point, You've got to stand up there, and you've got to. This is what I've studied. This is what where I've I've reached these uh, these conclusions as I've studied my scripture, and this is where I'm going to go uh, because I believe this is what you know the Holy Spirit has is, is been you know teaching me. Um, and I think that that translates to a lot of different things in life. If you begin to really, really put a lot of emphasis on the critics, it can it can paralyze you, you know. Um, and I think that that's where you have to weigh out that because I know that, and you're you're someone who's Who I think really likes feedback. Um, And if you don't like it, you at least ask for feedback a lot, which is really great. And I think that we need that, especially as men, we have to have that kind of constant feedback, but there's a certain point where you have to um, kind of make your own decisions. You know what I mean? And then also don't get paralyzed or don't allow the feedback to stop you from doing something because what can happen is you can get in this cycle. You get feedback and then you're like, oh crap! Okay, I'm not ready just yet. I can't launch, or I can't do this, or I can't do that. And it's like, no. At some point, you just gotta you gotta run with it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. No, I get, I get what you're saying, and and I feel like you know, um, I I feel like that's more for me at least from my perspective. I feel like that's more of a good quality than a bad quality. You know, uh, because I do like to hear what people think about different things, and um, I guess the main reason is is because I want to be able to to, I get, I'm a people pleaser. It's really what it comes Mm -hmm. down to. You know what I'm saying? Is I'm a people pleaser. So I want to be able to reach everybody. I want everyone to be happy. I want everyone to like me, you know, um, but it can become a fear. It can become one of those things of, Oh, that guy didn't like it. Let's not do that then, you know? And, um, but at the same time, I feel like I, I feel like I have a good, um, good balance, good balance of it because, because you you can't take everything. You can't take er- like what everyone, what everyone says and um, to heart, you know, and I think, I, th- I think you, you take the good and you leave the bad, you know, and, and, yeah. and I don't mean just because somebody gave me a bad comment doesn't mean I'm not going to reflect it. I mean, okay. Oh, that actually, that's actually a really good point. Yeah. You said, you know, I, um, I shouldn't, you shouldn't do this, but uh, even though I really like it, I think I am going to let that one go just because I don't feel like that, that that's best for me, you know? And, and I think that, that you yeah. know, and, and you, 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 have to decide what's, what's good, what's bad whenever you're doing, you know, when you're doing that. And, and that's where and I like to, you know, talk to a lot of people and do different things like that. And, and, uh, but yeah, man, I, I, I just think looking fool, foolish in general is, is a tough, is a tough thing. And, and I, I would even say that's, Probably why I've never started my, my, um, the ministry I've always wanted to start. Um, and, uh, and, and I've, I, I've had this dream since, you know, since the internship I was in. I've always had this dream of being able to do, um, to start, you know, kind of my own internship and, and, uh, or yes, to start my own internship. See, I, 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 even, even when I'm talking about it, I, I don't feel fully confident in it. And it's a dream that I've had forever and, and, uh, and you know, this is really making me feel like I just need to kind of, you know, just kind of shut up and do it. Um, and maybe not just start off like that, but maybe like I don't know. I, don't know, I I've really had the urge to start preaching again, mm-hmm. and I've had something feel. I feel like something is telling me, Dwayne, you need to start preaching again. And um, obviously, it's. I feel like it's God telling me that, you know, and I, and I, I started praying about it and stuff and I really feel like I need to, I don't know where that's going to start. I don't know where I'm going to go with it yet. Um, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, man, it, 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 and, it, and it's, it's also a tough time right now with this whole coronavirus thing going on and stuff. I feel, but, yeah. but at the same time, I feel like, Hey, this is, this is the time. This is the yeah. time to do it, Dwayne. And what are you going to do to make it happen? um and it's weird i don't i don't i don't know what to think or where to go from that and 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 i feel like being foolish comes in because i do stutter a lot i do i i'm not the most you know competent person whenever i'm whenever i'm uh whenever i'm talking i feel like and you know all, all these fears that we're bringing up right now it's it, it it's they're all fears of oh man you know and um and hey man i mean who knows i mean maybe i'll I know you see I'm doing it again see I don't even even do you realize I'm doing that
0: (laughs) yeah uh uh-huh like and maybe I'll yeah but and I think that that's again that's where the the like some of the insecurity some of the fear of like being like okay what are people going to say about me what are people going to think about me um you know am I am I competent enough am I being foolish like all that stuff goes in and it's so like it's that's where it's like one of those subliminal. I mean, one. Of, well, not not subliminal. I guess it's one of those like deep seated fears that we don't even think about it. Like it's not on the forefront of our mind. You're not feeling afraid right now. You're not feeling this emotion of like, oh, I'm so scared to do this. What you're, but it's so deep down inside of there that it it affects the way that you're even thinking about the idea. Okay, because so you're thinking about like maybe I'll do it. So maybe. I mean, I mean, I know we're talking about it, but what do we have to do to get past it? So and this is where like I just. I mean, I can only speak from my own experience, right? It's like, you have to, there's there's a point in your life where you have to say, all right, either I'm gonna do it or I'm not gonna do it. Either I'm going to like take the, the step or I'm not gonna take the step. And that's where a lot of guys get the hang up because right before you take that leap, you know, I think I had sent you a video um, when we were t- talking about fear about uh, this guy, um, Will Smith, right? And he was talking about what he learned about fear when he jumped out of the airplane, right? And so everything before jumping out of the airplane is like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, should I do this? And there is a moment in time where you've got to take the jump and it's going to be scary as heck, man. Like I've been there. Like I've literally sat at this desk that I'm sitting at right now after I left my job, like wanting to feeling like I wanted to cry because I'm like, how in the world am I going to do this? I don't, I don't know what I'm, what am I doing? Like, I don't have a paycheck anymore. That, that paycheck is not going to come anymore. There's no turning back. I can't go back to that job and say, Hey, you know, what am I going to do? I don't have a huge resume to go find another job. I've got to make this work and it's scary, but then you start moving. Then you start doing, then you start getting it. And I think that's where you just got to, sometimes you got to take that jump. You know what I mean? Now, be smart about it. And this is what I, cause like, you know, I don't want any Hey, you know, J Flo said, uh, quit my job and, <laughs> and go in, and, uh, and go and do this. And then, you know, you fail. And it's like, because that's the thing you've got to be willing to fail. You don't know if it's going to work and you may fall flat on your face. And that's one of the scariest things, right? Is because now not only have you failed, but now you also look foolish in front of a bunch of people, but man, if you fail, you fail epic. And and this is, I have this conversation with my wife all the time because she doesn't like to take those kind of risks. Uh, She's a very risk adverse person. Um, Me, man, I will face plant hard and I've face planted hard all my life. You know, I've like, I, I think I mentioned in one of the podcasts, I've had some high highs and some low lows when it comes to finances. I mean, I've been, you know, making some good money and just like, this is awesome. And then I've been dead broke. You know, you've seen me scraping pennies and trying to gas up and running out of gas at gas stations you know what i mean uh but and if i fail man i'm gonna fail epically and then guess what life goes on you fail pick yourself back up man and um and it's it's not the end of the world it may feel like it you're gonna cry some it's gonna hurt but it's not the end of the world. And so I think that that's what, what we've got to do as men uh, is to take that, that risk, you know what I mean? Um, we got to go into battle and we got to charge in there with, with our swords and say, hey, you know what? I might get stabbed, but I'm gonna give it everything I've got. Um, and, and I think that's what it takes, man. I think that's what it takes to, to, to beat the fear is to lean into it um, and to embrace it and to allow it to, to, to push you and to motivate you. Hmm. rather than to paralyze you. Hmm.
1: No, I like it. I think it's good. I think, uh, and, and, and I think that's, you know, they say, not they, they said, they said it in um, Batman Begins, uh, why do you fall? So you can get back up. Hmm. You know? And it's yeah. one of those, hey, like, that's why you fall. So you can get back up and you got to keep getting back up. You got to keep going. You got to keep, pursuing your dream can, 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 can keep doing what you feel like God's called you to do or keep feeling like you know yeah you can do it you know go ahead, go ahead. no I, I was I was just gonna say I think you have a quote from
0: yeah yeah it's exactly what I was gonna say I was gonna, I've got a, a Teddy Roosevelt quote that we were kind of talking about earlier and, and I, it really it talks about critics but I think it also uh, is good because it ties into this idea of failure as well it says it's not the critic who counts not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error or shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasm, the great devotions, who spins himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither knew victory nor defeat. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt. V. Come on, v. man. I Teddy put Roosevelt. V in there. Oh, you on, put I... I was like, did I put V? I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> You're the one that put V. The v. Teddy Roosevelt. Okay. And see, that's that's the thing, is like you may fail, but at least when you fail, you 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 know what that feels like, but you also know what great achievement, you know, feels like. Because there is no great achievement without failure. There are gonna be moments when you're going to fall flat on your face, but at least nobody can ever say, Oh, well, he didn't try. And that's been one of my biggest fears when we're talking about fears, but also one of my biggest motivators is I don't wanna live a life where I'm going to regret having not done anything. Um, yeah, and, 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 so, and, and, and
1: that's why I like where it says, and who at worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory
0: nor death. I mean, defeat, sorry. Like that is, that's, yeah. that's. Because that's there, is, there are tons of men out there who don't know victory But they don't know defeat either because they played the safe, the safe alternative all their lives, man. And I don't know about you. I know me. I don't want to go to the grave knowing that I don't, I did, I didn't. Yeah. Maybe I didn't deal with any kind of defeat, but I didn't know any great victory either. And so I think that's where it's, it's like, that's a, a thing that pushes you. And, and so, you know, I think that's where you have to embrace like what they call embracing the suck where it's like basically something sucks and it's going to be hard and it's going to be tough, but lean into it, embrace it. And, uh, and it's going to make you stronger.
1: No. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's, that's, that's good. That's good. Embracing the suck.
0: That, that kind of leads me to our DMI challenge for this week. I've Ooh, got one for us. you got, again, man. That's too, See the last one you got me, man. Last time you hit me right here and I had to do it and it, it was last time you Yeah, that's tough, man. Hey. It's, that was a good, it was a good DMI challenge though. Well, I hope this um, one's you good. you did a really Chief, good though. job. Okay, so this is it. And it's gonna sound kind of weird, but it's a, it's a good exercise. I know we did pushups where our first uh, DMI challenge, the first week we did, we're gonna do another physical uh, okay. uh, challenge, all right? So um, there's a couple of guys that talk about this, different authors and stuff like that. And I don't remember who kind of originated this idea, but I know this author named Timothy Ferris talks about this. And he actually talks about this embracing the suck But one of the uh, the the ways that you can kind of start to do this um, is to begin to do something that makes you feel uncomfortable, something that is like uh, you basically start off your day by doing something that sucks. And so this is the challenge for this week is going to be to take a cold shower every single morning. So, I mean, I'm not talking like just like kind of cold, but like an actual like frigid cold shower every single morning. Now, what this does is this actually, I'm for real. This begins to 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 um create a habit in your in your daily routine of doing something that that makes you uncomfortable and that sucks. Um, I forget the guy's name. He's the ultra marathon runner. I sent you a video of him, but he does this kind of stuff all the time. Yeah, it um, was the the video was too long. It was too long and you didn't watch well, it. Oh, it's a marathon. Um, Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the video wasn't a marathon, but um, uh, I'm just what's this guy's name? Uh, hey, did, did, hey, but did you see what I did there? Yes, I saw what you did there. Funny. Ha, ha, ha. You're so funny. To <laughs> um, But he talks about this too, man. Um, and he talks about like, he, he'll like live with people. He would live with a, a CEO. Of, I forgot of what company, but he basically made this guy go out and do runs, dude, in like, like freezing cold weather and then jump into a lake like with freezing cold water. And he would do these things every single day to make you do something that is out of uh, your comfort zone. And so he was, a, you know, a Navy SEAL and he talks about this. And there's been a couple of Navy SEALs that have talked about this idea of embracing the suck and doing something. And so one of the things that, that they encourage <clears throat> doing is actually um, doing something like taking a cold shower, you know, every single morning for one week. Uh, and what that causes you to do is it causes you to do something that sucks um, and it actually will kind of like help get that mindset and be like, okay, I did something tough at the very beginning of my morning. Now I'm going to keep on rocking. So okay. hold shower all right, every day this morning. Every day for a week. Think you can do it, man. I saw your face. You're kind of like, what What the heck are you talking about? No, I'll do it.
1: I'll do it. I'm, 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 not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't fear a challenge, J-Flo. I mean, okay. I mean, I'm, can I be honest with you? Can uh, I be full. You, uh, you got to be serious about this. I'm, I'm being serious. This is coming from my okay. heart. All right. Challenges fear me, Jayflow.
0: Okay. I just need you to know that right now. Okay. Challenges fear me. Speaking of that, and then we'll we'll wrap up the podcast. I saw this really funny um uh like Instagram post or whatever, and it like freaked me out at first because it said that uh that um, Chuck Norris had died. It's like Chuck Norris dies at 77 years uh, old of COVID or whatever. And I was like, what the heck? And then like, I started reading the article and it was like, he died, uh, but don't worry. He's like, he came back to life and now COVID is on a 14 day quarantine. Uh, yeah. I've from seen Chuck that. Norris or yeah. whatever. Have you seen it? Yeah, and seen I was that. just cracking up. I was like, yeah. what the heck? Yeah. I
1: read and I was like, this is stupid. And I got out of it. I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> Uh, um, no, uh, yeah, no, I, I, like I said, I, I, I think that's a great DMI challenge. It, it's different, you know, but, um, I think, I, I, and, and, and once again, like we have to figure out a way to get people or to find out if people are actually doing these. It's not, and, 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 and maybe, maybe we don't, but I just feel like it's one of those things of, of, of the camaraderie that we're looking for here. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I feel like, and I feel like that's, that's. It's pretty crucial that, that we, um, that we
0: do that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what, uh, what it is. Well, good. maybe they can leave comments like on the YouTube video, leave a comment. Um, or if you're, uh, but if at you're the, not, the, see,
1: but that's the thing is that this DMI challenge is supposed to be unspoken. Oh of. yeah. So you can't, you can't do that. So it's, it's one of those things of, Hey, maybe they DM us and just say, Hey man, mm. I completed mine. Yeah. You know, something like that. So I, I think, yeah. I think, I think, I think I like that better. DM us on yeah, on Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, in any, any of those that that we're on. Um, and if you're not liking it, you're not subscribed to it. I mean, uh, if you're not, uh, I guess, friends with us or whatever, uh, please do that so so we can know you guys are listening. Is this is this is all coming? You know, like we've said from our heart and uh, yeah. and it's it's this is definitely one of those fears that we've had to. Kind of overcome because, hey man, yeah, we're doing sure. this. We're doing this weekly, and it's definitely a cool thing to do. And um, yeah, man, it's been good so far, man. Hey, you know what? I think I, uh-huh. I want to challenge you though. Okay, this is then. This Sounds- is just for you in it specifically. Okay, okay. Woo! I get out my own challenge. Your own All specific right, challenge. Uh huh. You need to call me at least three times a day. No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, it's a total joke. No, the challenge is we need to plan our DMI camping trip.
0: Yeah, we do. And that
1: needs to be done by the end of this week. Okay. Okay. Got it. So because we, because, hey, we want to be able to connect with you guys. And so, and so, hey, maybe you guys don't join us on the first one, but maybe the second one you guys do. So we can kind of get an idea of what we're wanting to do and stuff. Um, but we're going to be recording it. We're going to be kind of doing like an alone t- I don't know if you've ever seen the show alone,
0: but, but um, yeah, I started watching it. <laughs> did you, did you like it? Yeah. I've got like through the first four episodes, I think already.
1: Cool. 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 So basically, uh, kind of that, that, that mindset of where we're alone, um, uh, we're, we're going to take food and stuff though. But, uh, but, but more, um, the, you know, we're going to be recording ourselves doing that type thing. I feel like that could be a really, really cool, fun, fun thing to do. And uh, yeah, man, uh, I don't know if any of you guys like camping, but uh, I think it'd be cool. I want us to go fishing and do different things like that. Have you ever cut a fish, gut a, gutted a fish? You have? Yeah. Man, so you know how to do it. So if I'm telling, so you're telling me if we went fishing, you'd be able to gut the
0: fish and be able to do all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's been a long time. Like I was, I don't know, maybe like 16, 17 I, when I did I that. I was six and when I did it. I uh, was six. <laughs> Uh no, but cool. all right. I think I still remember. Okay. I think I'm cool. cool, I'm, cool.
1: Yeah. And there's YouTube. Um, but still, yeah. um, but you know, I, I I'm just saying I think I th- I think that's the challenge I want to give you and make sure that 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 we do that. You know what I'm saying? And um
0: I feel like that could be good. Let's do it. Okay. All right. I'll work on that. I'll work on that cool. this week. All right. Get it done. All right, man. Well, that's the end of this podcast. Uh last thing before we leave, just a reminder, if you want to be a part of our um uh, fantasy football team go ahead and leave an it's a league
1: i mean pe- people okay, can't league. people can't be a part okay, of your yeah. team JFLO. all
0: right fantasy football league i'm sorry i'm new to this okay um then email us contact at dmipodcast.com if you got any comments questions suggestions for guests on our podcast we're hoping to, to get some on pretty soon uh contact at dmipodcast.com just real
1: quick JFLO. flow if we could have a fantasy football team, you'd be on my team, Jeff. But you'd be on the bench.
0: <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to mention this podcast to your family, uh, friends, to your uncles your cousins, your next door neighbor, all of those people, let them know about the Don't Mention It podcast. Dwayne, what do we need to remember? We need to remember who we are. Alrighty guys, y'all have an awesome, awesome week. All right, peace out.